Once again, good morning to everyone. Thank you for joining us, both visitor and member. Thank you for joining us online, those of you who are, and on our podcast. We're very appreciative of all of you, however you're connecting with us. Our desire really is to build the connections with each and every one of you so that you will grow in your relationship with Jesus and your relationship with his church and your relationship with your neighbors so that you will honor God and fulfill the purpose that he really created you to have in the first place. And along those lines, we're going to start a new series that we're calling Values. And today, we're going to be looking at a specific passage that you may have heard before from the lips of Jesus from Matthew chapter 6. And if you haven't heard it before, that's okay. Uh, But this is a great passage for us to reflect upon when we're talking about values, and it's a great way of us starting this series. So I'm going to read from God's word. Again, this is the lips of Jesus, these words. And he says this from Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's pray. Um, Lord, once again, we pause to say we need you. These are true truths that we just read. And yet we can find our hearts so easily drawn to substandard treasures. Will you work in us by your spirit that we really will evaluate our values and have the values that you call us to? And and even when we find ourselves going astray from those values that you would pull us back that we would fix our eyes on Jesus and we would run this race with perseverance going towards the goal that you have for us in Christ. And Father, we pray this for your glory along with the Son and the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus. Amen. There's an image that is going to show up in just a second. This popped potato-shaped rock, if you don't know, is uh, the asteroid 16 Psyche. It's one of the largest asteroids in the asteroid belt, the asteroid belt being between Mars and Jupiter. To get a sense of the size of this big rock, this asteroid, here it is in comparison with the state of South Carolina. That is one big rock. But the importance of 16 Psyche is not just in its size. It's what scientists believe this asteroid is worth. You see, scientists believe that this asteroid 
is unusually rich in certain kinds of metals like iron and gold and nickel. And they estimate the value of those metals found in this asteroid. They're somewhere valued in this vicinity of, get this, 10 quintillion dollars. 10 quintillion dollars. If you don't know what a quintillion is, that's one followed by 18 zeros. If you were to count, <laughs> if you were to count five numbers per second, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and so on, it would take you over 63 billion years to count to 10 quintillion. That's how big that number is. So here's this rock in outer space that scientists believe is worth 10 quintillion dollars, which again, huge number, that is 117,000 times more than the world economy. So what are we going to do? Well, it's obvious we're going to explore it. And so NASA plans to send, to launch a satellite to 16 Psyche sometime in October of this year. And the satellite should arrive at the asteroid in the year 2030. The estimated cost of this mission? $960 million. But that's okay, because the asteroids were 10 quintillion, so not a big deal. Now, I don't know about you, but I find all of this utterly fascinating, and, and, and for many reasons, but here's one reason why. It's the way we value things. We place a high price on gold and iron and nickel. But you know, if we had a different kind of society, if we weren't such an industrialized society, let's say we were an agrarian society where all we cared about was growing crops and raising kids, then if we found a piece of gold in the ground, we might just throw it away because it's getting in the way of our crops. We place value on lots of different things. In fact, let me just show you this. I, I, again, I find all this fascinating. This right here, this piece of paper, we say it's worth $20. This currency that we have. But do you know how much it costs to, to uh, make a $20 bill? 13.8 cents. 13.8 cents, that's what this is really worth, but we place value on it. I got another bill in here. This comes from my Monopoly game. It also has a 20 on it, and in the game, it is worth $20, but if I took this to Walmart and tried to buy something with it, I'm sure that the, the cashier would say, you're crazy, right? So this piece of paper we value, this piece of paper we do not. But they're both pieces of paper. Do you see what I'm saying? We place value on all kinds of things. We say something is valuable and then we act as if it's valuable because that's the way we want it to be. That's the way we are as a society. 
Sometimes we value things that are intrinsically valuable, and sometimes we value things that are really not worth that much. Well, for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about values. And today, regardless of what you value, regardless of what I value, regardless of what anybody values, one thing is for certain. What we value is important. (laughs) What we value is important. Think about what Jesus is saying in Matthew 6. Jesus says to us, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What Jesus is saying, the assumption that he's saying is that every one of us is going to have a treasure, something we value. Some treasures are better than others. Some treasures are more worthwhile. Some treasures are truly valuable, and other treasures in comparison are shabby, skimpy, second-rate, rinky-dink, two-bit, measly, broken-down, beat-up, worn-out junk. And, of course, there are those treasures that are valuable, but they don't make the A-list or the B-list or sometimes even the C-list. Yes, they still have value, but they're not the most valuable. But we all value something. Whether it's gold on an asteroid, or the money in our bank, or some intangible thing, we all value something. And what Jesus says is that where what we value says something about our heart. And that means that what we value is important. And and it's important because what we value directs our lives. I don't want you to miss this point. What we value directs our lives. If you value something, it is going to shape your life. If you value something, it is going to be part of the trajectory of your life. And that's what Jesus knows. And that's why he says in verse 19 and following, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal because then all your attention is going to be on those things and one day they're going to be lost. One day they could be stolen. And if nothing else, one day you're going to have to leave them behind. Instead, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. When the scriptures talk about heart, they don't mean that organ that's about right here in your chest. What they're talking about is that innermost part of us that serves as the center of all operations of our lives. It centers on our thoughts. Our, our purposes, our emotions, our conscience, our decision-making. And Jesus says that the heart is focused on where the treasure is. Where your treasure is, that innermost part of you, it, it's focused on that. 
and the focus of our heart will determine the overall direction of our lives. What we treasure will inevitably govern how we live. Uh, several years ago, USA Today ran, writers ran a, um, an article about how they asked sports fans about how far they were willing to go to support their team. And I found this fascinating. Uh, one man, I hope I'm saying his name right, Lou, Lou Rossiti, he's a truck driver who lives in New Jersey, but he makes it to every Dallas Cowboys game, home game. Every, now think about that, New Jersey, Texas, he makes it to every game. What he does is he leaves on Friday night and he always takes a vacation day on Monday in order to make it happen. And I love this quote. He says, I started doing this when I was single. I got married. I still continued it. Now I'm divorced. <laughs> it survived through all of that and I managed to find the money and time to go. Why? Because he valued watching the Dallas Cowboys. Now you may say, well, that's dumb. Who's going to value it that much other than this guy? But we all value stuff, whatever it may be, and it directs our lives. It governs what we're going to do. And when you, when you really value something, you'll do just about anything for it. So what is it that we value? What is your treasure? What is it that you will do just about anything for? As I was processing through this, a quote came to mind and you may have heard this quote before. It's from a man named Gordon Dahl, who I've never read this book, but I've heard this quote numerous times. He says, we as a society, we worship our work, work at our play, and play at our worship. We worship our work, work at our play, and play at our worship. Let me tell you something that I've realized about myself. I value success. I do. And now, there's nothing wrong with valuing success unless the success starts to cause problems in other areas where I'm supposed to value. If I'm spending 60, 70, 80 hours a week trying to be successful in my job and I'm neglecting my wife and my children, well, there's a problem there. My value system has been turned upside down from what it should be. And if I value entertainment and amusement more than I do worship, worshiping the God who created me, worshiping the God who saved me through Jesus Christ, there's something wrong there. And we all need to recognize that we have a tendency to value certain things that are not as valuable as what Jesus calls us to. 
What we value is important because it determines the direction of our lives. And what we value is important for another reason. What we value is important because what we value reveals, it reveals the condition of our heart. What we value reveals the condition of our hearts. Again, think about what Jesus is saying. He says, don't lay up uh, treasures for yourselves on earth, but lay up treasures for yourselves in heaven. Verse 21, for where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. If the heart is the center of our being, the place from which flows our thoughts and our emotions and our decisions, then when we look at what we really value, we'll find out something about ourselves. By looking at what we truly value, not what we say we value, but what we actually value with our actions, we get a glimpse into what's really going on deep down inside us. Let me tell you another thing I've discovered about myself. Um, I value being on time. I mean, being on time is really important to me. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, being on time is a good quality to have. It can show other people that you value them and you don't want to waste their time and stuff like that. But what happens when I'm running late to an appointment? (laughs) I'll tell you. I find myself getting angry at stoplights. I find myself getting angry at the slow driver in front of me. I don't get angry at myself that I left late. I find myself tempted to break traffic laws in order to get to the appointment on time. And in doing so, sometimes, if I'm honest, I'm not thinking about the ramifications of what that could be for other people. Being on time is a good thing. But when being on time is the ultimate thing, it can lead to all kinds of problems. Because there's a lack of love for God, there's a lack of love for other people, There's a lack of humility. There's a lack of trust. What that shows is I want to be in control. I'm selfish and self-centered, and that's shaping my thoughts. It's shaping my emotions. It's shaping my actions. The good desire to be on time has become too important. And, And that's what happens. When we value certain things, it's not that the thing itself necessarily is bad. Gold on an asteroid, it's not a bad thing. Being on time is not a bad thing. Success is not a bad thing. But when we make it the ultimate thing, where we're storing up treasure in that area, then that's where our heart is going to be. And we can see what it reveals about our hearts. And what it reveals about my heart is there's some ugliness still there. I think if you were to look at your own values, you'd find some ugliness in your heart too. 
Uh, Timothy Keller in his book, Prayer, I was just reading through this this week and I found this quote and I said, oh, this is perfect. (laughs) He says, we must see that our heart's loves are disordered. They're out of order. Things we ought to love third or fourth are first in our hearts. God, whom we should love supremely, is someone we may acknowledge, but whose favor and presence is not existentially as important to us as prosperity, success, status, love, and pleasure. All of us have disordered values. And that's where this passage comes into play, right? Because Jesus calls us to set our hearts on what is most valuable. Jesus calls us to set our hearts on what is most valuable. He says not to set our hearts on those things that are valuable, but they're not the most valuable, but our hearts should be set on the things that are most valuable, the highest value. Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth because they can be eaten away by moths. They can, be, they can rust away. Thieves can break in and steal them. But when you have treasures in heaven, nothing can touch them. Let me say that again. When you have treasures in heaven, nothing can touch them. Those spiritual blessings that we read about in Ephesians 1, every spiritual blessing that God has given to those who believe in Christ because they're connected to Jesus, you can't lose them if you're in Christ because they're yours. They're treasures that are stored up in heaven for you. And nothing that happens to you in this life will take them away from you. That's good. That's something to celebrate. But then we got to ask, okay, so if Jesus is saying, don't value those things that are less valuable, value the things that are most valuable, the things that we can store up treasures in heaven, then you have to ask, what does storing up treasures in heaven look like? What does that actually look like? I think, in general, we have to think about it in terms of what will last into eternity. What will last into eternity? Will the gold on 16 Psyche last into eternity? No. Will my success as a pastor last into eternity? Probably not. Will me being on time last into eternity? It won't matter then. What matters? Jesus tells us that eternal things are things like love and joy and peace and patience, and kindness, and goodness, and faithfulness, self-control, gentleness. God's truth is eternal. So we would want to invest in those things. People last into eternity. People are more important than things. 
Let me say that one more time. I know we just came out of Christmas, and everybody's still enjoying their Christmas gifts. People are more important than things. The things will go away. Some of those Christmas gifts that you got this past year will be in the trash 10 years from now. But the people, they're going to have an eternity before them. There's a story set in the time of the early church, and I don't know if it's a true story or not. I haven't been able to find the, um, the reference to it, but I, I will say this. It's, it's a fascinating story about what we value. It's set in the time of the early church when the Roman government was persecuting the church. And the story goes that these Roman soldiers go into where the church is worshiping, where they didn't have a building like this, obviously, but they, they went into that area and they demanded that whatever treasures they had, that they bring them out. Because they thought they were hiding treasure. And one of the leaders of the church said, here is our treasure. And you know who he pointed to? He pointed to widows and orphans. He pointed to the sick and the poor. He pointed to those who were being cared for. And he said, these are the treasures of the church. People matter more than things. And the church Of all places, we should get that. But ultimately, more important than anything else, and if you don't hear anything else, please hear this. Our relationship with God is that which goes into eternity. And it matters greatly. If there's anything that we should treasure, it's Jesus Because he is the one who left the treasures of heaven to make sure that we enjoyed those treasures. He's the one who included us in every spiritual blessing the Father had to give him. He shares with us. He's the one who had placed immense value on each and every person who believes in him by dying for us, even when we were his enemies. Jesus is the one who rose from the dead and is willing to share the treasures of his inheritance with us. Jesus is the one who calls us his friends, even though he's the king of kings. He's willing to call us his brothers and sisters, even though he is Lord of lords. He is willing to call us his bride, even though we played the whore. That's powerful. That's our Jesus. And if there's anything that we should value, it would be Him because of what He's done for us. Can I get at least one amen on that one? Because that is the heart of the church. Folks, I don't care what else is going on in your life, in my life, in anybody else's life, If Jesus isn't at the center of it, our values are skewed. Because Jesus is the highest treasure. Jesus is everything. 
And if we haven't figured that out yet, we need to go back to elementary school and get it again. So your action point for this week is this. Evaluate and adjust your values in the light of the inestimable treasure of Christ. And I'm so glad I said inestimable right, because that is such a mouthful. Evaluate and adjust your values in the light of the inestimable treasure of Christ. If you're thinking, well, how do I do that? Look at your checkbook, your bank statement. What are you spending your money on? When you have free time, and some of you are saying, I don't ever have free time. Okay, great. When you have a moment, (laughs) what are you drawn to? What are the things that get you upset? Angry, scared, anxious. Those things will show you what you value, and those things will reveal something about your heart. And then you can go, Lord Jesus, there's some ugliness in there. There's some values that are messed up in there. Will you help me to turn my eyes toward you, Jesus, to look full in your wonderful face so that the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of your glory and grace. So by the power of the Spirit, let's align our values to Christ and to his kingdom. Let me pray for us that we'll be able to do that. Holy Spirit, cause us to align our values to Jesus, to his kingdom, to his truth. Lord, I know my own heart today has been challenged by these truths, but I don't want to just be challenged. I want to be changed. And I don't want the folks here to just be challenged. I want them to be changed. So would you help us to fix our eyes on Jesus and see the glory that he is, that we would be the kind of people who treasure him more than anything else, that we would do anything for him. And Jesus, we pray this for your glory, along with the Father and the Holy Spirit, our one true God. Amen.